I'm Mickey Gibbs, Midland County Great Start Collaborative Director here in Midland, Michigan, and a facilitator for Our Community Listens. Welcome to our short video today. Today I'm going to be sharing some parenting skills that might be new or it might be a refresher for others that can help us now and in the future. Many of our households with the current COVID-19 situation are still in a state of change, and some parents are thinking, I just can't handle learning any new parenting skills skills, which is completely okay. And some folks are thinking, you know, now's a great time for me to learn some new skills. So for those of you that want to um, make some small changes in your parenting that will help you build connection with your child or teen right now and in the future, this is what this video is for. As with everything we do as a parent, we are helping our child's brain develop every day. A child's brain is not really fully developed until about age 22 or 24. My husband and I often joke that we send children out with a driver's license without all of their brain parts. So it's really important that we remember as we talk now and about other parenting skills that remember your, your children until about age 22, 24, their brain is still not fully developed, but their bodies are working on it. As our child develops and grows, our primary goal is to strengthen connection with our child because strong connection helps in whatever situation we find ourselves in as a parent with our children. Today, we're going to talk about effective confrontation. This may sound somewhat unpleasant for many of us, but if we approach confrontation in a particular way, it can actually improve our relationship with our child or teen. As a child's brain develops, problem solving is a very important part of the process. So let's take a few minutes to look at confrontation, not as a fight necessarily or an ugly event, but as a conversation starter to solve a problem. Confrontation is really just to face someone with the facts and the feelings of a problem we have with their actions. And we are going to them to ask for a change. When I have a problem with my child's actions or behavior, I can go to them with the facts and feelings and begin a conversation. This can actually be very effective with a young child, an older child, a teen, or even a young adult child. I still frequently try as often as I can to remember these skills and use them with my children, and they are 17 and almost 20. And even though my daughter Katie doesn't even live at home full time anymore, I use this quite often. When used frequently, it can help your child learn to label emotions, it can help them understand the impact of their behavior to build empathy and most important above everything else, it can really improve your connection with your child. So how do we engage in effective confrontation to improve that connection in that relationship? We're gonna go over a few of the basic skills that you can practice and learn right now to help your child. No matter what age, I'm gonna give you the steps to effective confrontation. Let's remember connection is the primary goal. With a good relationship between a parent and a child, the parent and child can solve most problems between them together. Without that good connection and relationship, few problems are resolved. And if the problem becomes the focus, the connection rarely strengthens. If we focus on the connection and strengthening the parent-child connection, they can work together as a team to tackle problems. I remember when my parenting was mostly focused on solving problems. 
frankly, when I became a parent, I believed that that was my primary purpose in parenting. I felt valuable when solving problems. As my children got older, I realized that our connection was sometimes deteriorating, particularly in those early teen years. After learning these new skills of effective confrontation, I'm able to still resolve many conflicts, but what I notice the most is the connection I have with my children grows stronger, regardless of whether we end up solving the problem. So let's go through this one step at a time. Step one is you will need to decide if you're going to ask for change in the behavior because you have three choices. Sometimes we accept the behavior. We've all heard the term, pick your battles. Sometimes with a child's behavior, you're just gonna let it go. And that's okay because we really don't wanna consume our entire day just going to someone with the problem we have with their behavior. You can also change the circumstances or the situation. I have a friend who absolutely cannot stand her children's rooms to be messy. But what she does is she just closes the door. She really doesn't want to address it. She wants her children to make decisions about their room. So she, she changes the situation by just closing the door. Finally, and what we're going to focus on today is you can ask for change. You can go to your child with the problem you have with their actions or behavior and ask them to change. So once we've decided, okay, this is important, it's, it's weighing on me, this is hard, and I want to talk to my child about it. Step two is to go without a solution. And that's hard for some of us to do. You want your child to help with the solution to that behavior issue, that, that problem you're having with their actions, so that they can embrace that solution and develop their own problem-solving skills. Again, it's part of healthy brain development. Step three is delivering a confrontation message. And if you, after we go over this, if you need more help with this, the Our Community Listens website has many blogs and other resources on this. I think after we go over it quickly, you'll have a handle on it. A confrontation message has three parts. First, it has your feelings and you need to be specific. How is this behavior making you feel? When you label your feelings, it helps children learn to do the same thing, no matter what their age is. Second, we need to state the behavior, and we need to make sure this is facts and not judgments. When we talk about the behavior that we're having a problem with, we don't want to say things like lazy or uncaring. Just state it as a fact, an action. No adjectives in there, please. And the impact the behavior is having, that's the third part. So what's really happening because of the behavior? What are our feelings? What is the action or the behavior? And what is the impact? Here's an example that I've used with my daughter. Katie, when you do not put your things away and you can't locate them when we are leaving, I feel frustrated because we are then late for something. So you can see, I, I told her that I was frustrated. I stated that when she's, you know, she doesn't keep her things in the place that they're supposed to be. And the impact is we're late. And something to note about Katie, she doesn't like to be late. So when I stated it in that way, it really kind of hit home for her. And, and she had, you know, had the opportunity to stop and think about what's really going on here. Step four is then we sit and we listen. Because now is the time for you to allow your child to process that message and talk out their emotions there's a high likelihood that they might now be in a state of high emotion because you've, you've called them to the carpet. You've said, I have a problem with your behavior. 
the acceptance of changing behavior is a process and they need to be able to talk through it. For some children, this happens very quickly. And for others, this process of you listening as they talk it out might take a little while. Please don't jump in with ideas and solutions. You can just acknowledge their feelings, show you are empathetic, be there with them, be physically present, but don't add to their thoughts. What you're looking for here is encouraging them to continue to talk until their emotional level has come down just a little bit. You might need to restate the problem as they're, as they're talking and they're kind of working out that change in their head. Two things are going to happen while you're listening. You help bring their emotion down to a point of logic where they might start thinking through a solution and you will likely find the root cause of the behavior. So why are they behaving this way? What's going on? And it, you might be surprised that the root cause is something you didn't know about. Eventually, they are likely to show some interest in giving ideas and thoughts that will solve the problem. Even with young children, you can use this type of confrontation message. With a very young child delivering a message like this, the benefit might simply be that they learn to label emotions and talk about behavior and work with you to solve it. As a child gets a little bit older, this helps develop their own problem-solving skills and it teaches them to be reflective and empathetic. So in review, you decide you need to ask for change. You do not go with a solution. You deliver that confrontation message that has feelings, behavior, and impact. And then you listen to allow them to come up with a solution and process through the change. This takes practice and you can recommit to it with each child every day. It doesn't matter what the behavior is. You might need to revisit the behavior if the first, first solution did not work. Giving your child a chance to try a solution and fail is also really important to brain development. If you have decided you need to ask for change, give this method a try. Take time to draft your message with feeling behavior and impact. Giving your child or teen time and empowering them to solve the problem will help them. And most importantly, it helps your connection with your child because you have spent time listening and honoring their ideas. Connection improves while you work on it as a team. Parenting is always a constant state of growth. I know it is for me, um, even, even at my, the age of my children, it's, it's still a process. You can make small changes to make a big difference over time. Give yourself time to practice these skills. Give yourself some grace as you practice them because it does take time. It takes patience and it takes practice. Thank you for letting me spend time with you today.